Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Who is the Bears' best offseason addition? Who is set up for the most success during their time in Chicago? We're going to be answering these questions and many more in this episode of the Bear Down Podcast. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's a pleasure to join you. Before we do get started, I'd like to say do us a favor and like and subscribe. Click the bell for more notifications from us. Welcome back. I am your host, Chris Malpe. Today, I am joined by my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? Doing good, you know. It's a great day here in the suburban Chicago. It's like 65, sunny. It's not like yesterday. Yesterday was gloomy, so it's been outside a lot today. Um, I'm doing good, you know. It's trying to stay in the house, you know, trying to cool off. And it's 106-degree weather I'm in right now, but other than that, it's pretty good. Absolutely. So we are joined with a very special guest today. He's a graphic designer and Photoshop wizard, as he calls himself. He's a graduate of Bradley University with a degree in creative advertising and a minor in Spanish. He's the owner of El Jefe Creative on Instagram with almost 1.5 thousand followers and is a massive Bears fan. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey Rabin. Wow. Thank you so much for that intro, man. Yeah, no, Uh, we really do our research. Yeah, did not know I was that decorated until you said all that. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Excited to talk Bears football. Just got off a long day of work and definitely got some Bears discussing ready to go. Absolutely. So before I get into my little spiel, Jeffrey, um, I want you to talk a little bit bit about what you do on your page because obviously this is a collab with with Bear Down and you. Talk a little bit about what you do with your page and with that creative advertising degree, what you're trying to do in the future. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, uh, the funny thing is the whole page started off a fluke. I mean, what it is now is I just combine all my interests with Photoshop, you know, digital drawing, any form of art really. Uh-huh. And, uh, I've learned really quickly that a lot of my bears artwork resonates with the bears community. So it's shifting more towards that. But honestly, if I have an artistic idea and I feel like making it happen, uh, the, the world of Instagram will see if you go look at Al Jefe creative. So no kidding. What I'm trying to do, yeah. What I'm trying to do down the road with it, Honestly, I thought I knew every day. It's kind of changing. I know at this point with my extreme interest in the bears Advertising graphic design hoping to make a career out of combining all of that Hopefully working for the bears one day and seeing what happens after that sweet, dude I mean you do a lot of cool stuff. You've been doing a lot of TikToks too, like the the drawing That's super cool. And if you want to go check him out uh, His stuff will be in the description. I definitely suggest you follow he, he does really resonate well in the Bears community, but let's get right into it. We got a lot to cover today. I'm going to read off my little spiel here about the offseason in general, and then we'll answer some questions. So looking at the first wave of free agency when the offseason started, you know, obviously we've got some really unprecedented times right now, but the NFL has still continued operations as if it were a normal offseason. So in the first wave of free agency, you know, the Bears added Jimmy Graham on a two-year $18 million deal, $9 million guaranteed. We can talk about that later. A lot of people don't like it, but they also signed Robert Quinn. You know, they had some struggles there with Leonard Floyd for a while and, and definitely got their definitive pass rusher there with Robert Quinn. Second wave, they added some more guys like Artie Burns, Jermaine Fetty, Barcavius Mingo, some guys who were former first-round picks, didn't work out where they were, and the Bears bring them in on a very cheap deal. Heading into the draft, you know, needs surfaced at positions like tight end and secondary and wide receiver, you know, They released Trey Burton uh, the week before the NFL draft. So with the 43rd pick, they chose Cole Komet. They also fixed that secondary up a little bit with Jalen Johnson, 
Travis Gibson, a rotational edge rusher out of Tulsa in the fifth round. Kindleville Door at 163 from Georgia Southern. You know, someone who's really, really good in man coverage. Uh, an interesting pick there, though. I feel like Pace always goes with someone from a small school. They also added Darnell Mooney, the speedy wide receiver out of Tulane. Someone who can serve as a great replacement for Taylor Gabriel down the road. And finally, after the entire offseason, they ended up addressing the offensive line. You know, obviously, some people weren't too big of fans of the Effetti signing. In the seventh round, they chose Arlington Hambright and Lechavius Simmons, two guys who will be developmental pieces. Ever since the draft now, I think the date today is May 6th, they've added two... <clears throat> sorry, I'm nursing a little bit of a cough. But they've added two very established veterans in Ted Ginn Jr. and Tashawn Gibson. Actually just read something earlier today that Tashawn is actually playing for the veterans minimum, which is absolutely ridiculous. So a one-year prove-it deal for him here in Chicago. But two guys who should make an instant impact... I feel like I've been talking on here for five minutes now, so we're finally going to get into some questions. But Jeffrey, I want to start with you. We're going to look at free agency, and whether it's before or after the draft, who, who is your favorite addition? All right, so I do have a two-part answer for before and after. Overall, I think my favorite pickup we've made and the most impactful is going to be Robert Quinn. Absolutely. Um, you know, you look back two years ago and the way Leonard Floyd played, it allowed Khalil Mack to do so much more. And you hear people talking about Mack's productivity being down, but in reality, I think it's the productivity and effectiveness of everyone else that's down, you know, brought him down as well. Yeah. I think he's going to bring a total 180 to that. I mean, I just imagine lining up as a quarterback and across the line, you've got, you know, at least Hicks, Quinn and Mack and Goldman to look at. And I can't imagine they're going to have a tough time getting too many quarterbacks. However, post-draft, whether, you know, Lee Mack makes it on the starting squad, he becomes some sort of special teams rotational player, the hype in the fan base just from oh, putting yeah. that man on the roster is enough to get people excited. And I think right now, like, that's what the Bears need. They need the fans up and ready for this, you know. Obviously, circumstances, we have no idea when that season will be, but I've never heard more people talk about a free agent than Lee Mack and we don't even know if he'll be a huge player but just the amount of buzz you brought in was amazing yeah I mean I didn't even get to mention the undrafted free agents and that answer kind of surprised me but uh that, that's definitely an interesting one you know Lee's someone who has said that the Bears are going to give him special teams role you know he's an interesting prospect because he he walked on at Buffalo played football only his junior and senior years obviously yeah. he, he has the proper DNA but you would hope that he's still a very raw talent, and if he can make this team, hopefully he's someone that can develop down the road. You know, he'll have the right people in his corner. I'm sure his brother's going to be kicking his ass. But, um, yeah, definitely that's another interesting one. As far as my favorite addition, I'm going to go with Deshaun Gibson. You know, I said before we hopped on the call that it was going to be Robert Quinn, but seeing that Deshaun Gibson has signed here for veterans minimum really shows how much he wanted to play here alongside Eddie Jackson, and I think he's someone who could be very produ productive there at strong safety, you know, 51 tackles and three interceptions for him last year as a strong safety for the Houston Texans. Arguably the only reason that he is not still there is because he was set to make $8 million guaranteed in uh, 2020. So he comes to Chicago. I think hopefully if he plays well, he's someone that the Bears will look to actually re-sign in the 2021 offseason. Obviously that's a topic for another day, but I think he's going to pair up greatly there with Eddie Jackson. And I think for the value we got him at, he is a great signing. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it to you next. Out of the free agency additions, who is your favorite ad? 
I'm gonna say this obvious one right here, Robert Quinn. You know, uh, <clears throat> uh, it's called Jeffrey hit it on. Uh, Leonard Floyd was definitely not a great, a great guy to have across from Mac. You know, he couldn't get the pass rush going for us. Um, many times Mac was facing triple teams, which is just inhumane, especially with Akeem Hicks nursing an injury basically all year. Um, we couldn't get a pass rush going, and many people are looking at Mac like he wasn't doing anything. But well, if you look at it, Mac was actually being still just as productive as he was in years past. Uh, it was Leonard Floyd who was not doing anything, and uh, we were paying him what like thirteen million dollars to get three sacks a year, which is ridiculous. So we're basically paying Robert Quinn the same amount of money, and to get a lot more sacks. Like I mean, Robert Quinn had eleven last year. If Robert Quinn has ten plus this year with Mac getting twelve, thirteen, it's a successful edge rushing team right there you got there yeah I mean you look at Leonard Floyd in 2019 only three sacks there and Robert Quinn is very promising and it, it's not really me dogging on Demarcus Lawrence but I would take Khalil Mack over him mostly any yeah. day uh D-Law is definitely a tank down there in Dallas but Robert Quinn has never worked along someone as good of a caliber as Khalil Mack you know he was the Pro Football Writers Association Defensive Player of the Year in 2013, didn't win the actual NFL award, but he had 19 sacks, which is real close there to the NFL record. Someone that's very, very much so going to be valuable in Chicago. Jalen, who is your favorite addition in free agency? In free agency or just offseason in general? Free agency. Free agency, I'm going I'm to have to go with the, you know, the United States decision right here and go with Robert Quinn. Um, I like I was I was a fan of Floyd, but he wasn't getting to the quarterback like he was like he was supposed to. You know, for you to be an edge rusher and only having three or four sacks when you're you know your opposite edge rusher is Khalil Mack, he's one of the best defenders in this league. You you know you obviously we expect you know way more from you when it comes to uh, production because he's getting triple teamed and double teamed. That's giving you more opportunities to get to the quarterback. So bring in Robert Quinn. You know, yes, he's 29 years old, about to be 30, and we gave him like a five year deal. Uh, but a person who just had 11 and a half sacks last year in Dallas, uh, who defense wasn't that bad at all, I think that's definitely going to be a, a big upgrade to our defensive line in front seven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't unanimous, Robert Quinn, by the way. I only said to Sean Gibson to uh, switch it up there, but still a great addition there with uh, Robert Quinn. Jeffrey, I'm going to pass it back to you now. Obviously, the Bears picked seven times in the draft, two times in the second round, a couple times in the fifth. Who is your favorite draft pick? Look, I'm going to be a little bit of a Fairweather fan and go with the first pick, which would be Komet. Yeah. Um, comments and others, but honestly, Komet, most importantly, because I love when teams bring in the hometown player. I think oh, it yeah. adds a certain motivation that you just don't get anywhere else. We've seen athletes in the past spend their whole careers in one team because that's where they're from and that's, you know, that's where home is. Um, obviously... For a rookie who hasn't played a game yet, you can't just declare him that already. But that's like the highest possible. I mean, very high floor. I don't see him being bad in the NFL whatsoever. And the ceiling of what he could fulfill is just, I mean, I just think it's exciting. I think Johnson, you know, in the secondary is a steal, like an absolute steal. I would yeah, call Komet almost the steal as well. But just knowing that we were able to grab both of them in the second round. It's hard to choose. I'm extremely happy with both of them. I think because of the virtual draft, things got a little bit weird this year. You know, it was tougher to trade up in the first round and stuff like that. So I do also agree that the Bears got two first-round prospects really there in the second round at 43 and 50. You know, Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly said that Cole Komet is on the exact same path 
when it comes to uh, performing as a professional tight end as he saw Kyle Rudolph and Travis Kelsey when they came out of Notre Dame. So very promising ceiling there uh, for Cole Komet. I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson, though, as my favorite pick. You know, Jeffrey mentioned it earlier. He was an absolute steal at 50. Obviously, when Prince Mukamara left town, as much as it hurts for everyone here to see him leave because we just interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and he was a great guy to have on. He, he, he said some great things. Uh, Jalen Johnson is someone who, when he's healthy, uh, is really productive, and he, he's an absolute dog. Like He played with a torn right labrum through his entire 2019 season there at Utah and was still very productive. I think playing in this secondary is only going to help him. You know, uh, playing alongside all pros like Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, an established veteran like uh, Buster Screen, you know, you you can say Screen sucks, but but he definitely knows the ropes of this league. And also having some help there from Tashawn Gibson is only bound to help him. I think Jalen Johnson turns into a really polished cornerback down the road, and I think it was a great value pick there at 50. Parth, who's your favorite pick in uh, the NFL draft this offseason? I'm gonna go with uh, Travis Gibson out of Tulsa. Interesting. You know, he was very productive. He was very productive when he started his two years at Tulsa. I'm pretty sure he had 24 tackles for loss through the two years. He had 13 sacks and like eight forced fumbles. So I mean, he's a tank, and especially pairing him up with Mac and Robert Quinn is only gonna make him better. He's a developmental piece, and he's gonna be in the rotation for a while. But yeah, let's say if Quinn or Mac get hurt, I mean, I don't want that to happen. But if that happens, you know we can easily plug in Gibson and he could definitely be a decent replacement to them too. Similar to what I had to say with Jalen Johnson, you know, you're putting Travis Gibson in a rotational role, even though I think Jalen Johnson will start right away, but you're putting Travis Gibson in a rotational role where he's learning behind two of the best in the league to do it. And uh, just overall, anyone you add to this defense is bound to, to have some great coaches there with them. Um, Jalen, who's your best, who's your favorite, excuse me, pick in the NFL draft no uh, I was gonna say one of the two first uh, not the two first the two second round picks we chose in Cole Komet or Jalen Johnson but you and Jeffrey both you know chose those options so I'm gonna go different here and go Darnell Mooney yeah Darnell Mooney uh out of Tulsa Tulane excuse me not Tulsa uh the last time we, we drafted a two-lane player um you know it was pretty good for us in Matt Forte um, and I feel like, you know, we needed, we needed a speed of receiver. You know, the draft was before we signed Ted again. So before him, he was uh, – Mooney was our really only speed receiver on the roster. Yes, he's a fifth-round pick, and I don't know how we're going to use him. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw a report like, you know, Matt Nagy's going to try to use him like a Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill. yeah. Obviously, obviously, he's not probably as fast as Tyreek Hill is or, you know, have his catching ability. But I definitely can't wait to see, you know – how, how we use Mooney as a deep threat or a person who can come in here and, and you know catch a couple passes from here and there. So I, I definitely can't wait to see. Absolutely, and you would assume if Ted Ginn does make the roster, I know, Jalen, you're, you're someone who's a little bit spotty on that. I think Ted Ginn makes the roster pretty easily, but Ted Ginn, someone who is coming in at 35, and he's going to need to have his breaks when uh, when the time comes. And also he's going to be a great mentor there for Mooney. You know, we want Mooney. I think if Mooney... It becomes something like a Ted Ginn. That's exactly what everyone would want in Chicago, that deep threat that can really take a top off a of defense. Jeffrey, my next question is an interesting one for you. It's something that we've asked a lot of the reporters and people we've had on the show recently. You know, Obviously, the Bears brought in the three former first-round picks this offseason on one-year deals in Jermaine Fetty, Artie Burns, and Barcavius Mingo. It's a little bit interesting because, obviously, the secondary has been beefed up a little bit since... You know, we drafted Jalen Johnson, also signed to Sean Gibson. But out of those three guys, the the I guess you could call them failed former first-round picks, 
Who do you think will be able to pan out the best in 2020 uh, when it comes to Ifedi, Burns, and Ming- Mingo? So what's interesting here, I mean, at first I'll give the name. I think I'm going to go with Mingo. Okay, that's it's an interesting one. Between them, but I'm choosing Barkevius Mingo because I look at the Bears over the last two seasons, and a lot of guys at certain points, whether it's Roquan, whether it's Trevathan, have had to step out, whether it's injury or something else. And a lot of the linebackers that fill in for the Bears, whether it was Kwiatkowski, unfortunately he's in Vegas, or Kevin Kevin Pierre-Lewis, now in a Washington. lot of have easy time plugging in and playing side-by-side, side, whether it's Roquan or Trevathan. Um, Mingo being, I guess you could call him, well, not necessarily a veteran, but he knows the ropes. Um, I think he can maybe at least teach Roquan a thing or two. Yeah. Honestly, Smith is just a natural beast, so I don't think he would really need something like that. But I think keeping that rotation strong is important because Kwiatkowski played some like crucial and critical downs and moments over the last two years. So I'm going to go with Mingo. That's a really interesting point because you also can't really overlook Mingo's uh, contributions when it comes to the special teams game. You know, you're right when you call him a veteran. He's been in the league since 2013, since he was a sixth overall pick by the Cleveland Browns back in 2013. You would wonder why he's bounced around so much. But that being said, he's been a great contributor on special teams, had two block punts last year for the uh, Houston Texans, one being in the playoffs in that game against the Chiefs that they ended up blowing. But that's an interesting point you bring up. You know, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Kwiatkowski, both aren't players who are there anymore. We don't know what we're going to get out of Josh Woods. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, so I'm going to say Joel Iggy. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's – Iggy, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try. Unless you want to give it a shot. <laughs> I I am not going to attempt it because in case he hears this, I am not embarrassing myself. Oh, man. Yeah, but you would assume that Mingo would probably get the upper hand over guys like a Josh Woods and an Iggy there, maybe yeah. to fill in at the linebacker position. I'm going to go with uh, Jermaine yeah. Fetty. You know, uh, Kyle Long obviously retired this offseason. Ifedi definitely had his most productive season in 2016 as in Seattle as a right guard. You know, I'm not saying that he is an incredible guard. He, he wasn't incredibly flashy, you know, when he played guard that year because obviously Seattle switched him to tackle. But he was productive. Juan, Juan Castillo is now here, someone who, who believes in him and, and wanted to bring him in. He isn't the best mat- lateral blocker, so I think he's better blocking from the inside there at guard. And I think he actually starts. And I think uh, that, that'll that be a fresh start for him. And hopefully, with Juan Castillo's help, uh, the new run game coordinator, he can find some footing here in Chicago. Parth, who do you think will pan out best in their year in Chicago out of Ifedi, Burns, and Mingo? I'm going to go with Ifedi as well. You, like you said, he's going to start. I mean, he's slated to start. He's being brought in to become the starter so he has the best chance to make the most impact and i feel like he's going to take his chance he's going to do well um he's a former first rounder he needs to get his career back on track or he's going to find himself just jumping team from team or not even finding a spot after this year so he's in, he's under pressure but like you said we got juan castillo um, he's juan castillo's guy i think he gets his career back together here in chicago uh, he was great at guard at 2016 think he can get it all back together and be a great piece for the Bears, especially the Bears' offensive line was struggling last year, so we need him to do well. I mean, it's ironic to say so confidently that he's going to start after how he's performed in Seattle, but the Bears really didn't do much on the offensive yeah, exactly. line this offseason. Before I pass it to Jalen, I mean, 
It's also hard to overlook Artie Burns in this situation. You know, obviously we think Jalen Johnson is going to start, and Kevin Tolliver will also have a decently prominent role. But Burns obviously didn't pan out that well in uh, Pittsburgh after his first year there. He was pretty productive there. But still someone who can be a great rotational piece similar to Barcavius Mingo in the way that Jeffrey mentioned it. Jalen, out of Ifedi, Burns, and Mingo, this has been like your question in all of our interviews with other people, and now you finally get a chance to answer it. Which one of those guys do you think will pan out the best in Chicago? So if if I got to answer this question before the draft, I probably would have said Burns. Because you know he probably he would have had a chance to compete for that number two spot, uh, only competing with Roberson and Tolliver. But now that we drafted two corners in Vildor and uh, Jalen Johnson, who who have a chance to start at that cornerback too, I'm gonna have to say Mingo. You know I'm not really uh, confident in the Fetty right now. I'll see how that plays out in training camp if there is a training camp. So I'm gonna say Mingo. You know his special te- his special teams ability is very value is very valuable. And, you know, he can't step in if Roquan or Danny Trevathan gets hurt because I'm not really a big fan of EA Buniway either or Josh Woods. So I'm that was, have to go with Mingo right here. For someone that I make fun of your pronunciation a lot, that was really solid. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I guess I'll mention it now on the podcast. Jalen has never taken a year of Spanish in his life. And when El Jefe <laughs> came on the show, Jeffrey, he said, no, it's El Jefe. So... <laughs> Look, he's not the first person to think that, so I'm not going to bash him for it. <laughs> but I am just impressed that he could pronounce that and we couldn't. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. I take, I, take, I take French. I'm not I'm, I'm not a big fan of Spanish. I take French. That's, <laughs> just throw that in there. All right. So this is another interesting one. You know, obviously now we've covered the draft. We've covered free agency. Jeffrey, I'm going to pass it back to you. Out of all of the offseason additions, which one was your favorite? Oh, gosh. Um... Okay, so I think that my favorite, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Nick Foles, but it's not necessarily because I'm excited to see him play. I think I'm more excited to see what it does to Trubisky because, in all honesty, I would like to see Trubisky prevail. And, you know, when a challenge comes in, there's essentially two things that happen. You either step up to the challenge, you succeed and win, or, you know, you fail. It's flight or um, flee, man. A lot of people have, like, predetermined Foles is winning this thing. And, you know, that may be the case. And I wouldn't be upset if that were the case. However, I think Trubisky still has, like, a fighting chance. I think when you look at his, like, best best plays that he's put out so far, you know, his best throws, uh, his clutch moments, like, there's shines of, like, what you want to see in him. And I'm hoping that by bringing Foles in, it forces Trubisky to play at that level. I mean, ultimately, the other option is he doesn't, and then, you know, Foles fills in, and we've got a former Super Bowl MVP who, you know, has smoked us at least once (laughs) and has, like, proven (laughs) he can make his way through an NFL postseason and eventually a Super Bowl, which ultimately, ultimately, like, every franchise wants that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. It's funny because I haven't actually mentioned Nick Foles up to this point because we talked about free agency in the draft. As much as I bashed Trubisky, you know, I really wanted to see the growth out of him in 2019. Unfortunately, he wasn't that consistent, nor was the entirety of the offense. I think the best case scenario here is that we see Foles stay on the bench and see Trubisky start. Well, I'm not personally one that believes that's going to happen. We got Foles' deal down to something that's very manageable. You know, he signed a very big deal in Jacksonville. Now he's only guaranteed, I think, $21 million here in Chicago with about a $5 million base salary. Um... 
yeah, I, I think either way, he's either a great mentor and teaches Trubisky some great things, or he comes in and if he can stay healthy, he knows this offense, and I think he's in the best situation with the with the most weapons to perform well. You know, obviously he's been in other places other than Philadelphia, and people say he sucks outside of Philadelphia, but Chicago is definitely his best chance to, you know, prove that he can he can do it on another squad, and I think the Bears have some great talent lined up for whoever's going to be a quarterback. Uh, Parth, what was the best offseason addition, or who was your favorite? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Robert Quinn, you know. Like I said, Khalil Mack needs help, to be, and uh, he got it with Robert Quinn, and I, I hope they both can put up 12-plus sacks this year. It would definitely help the defense because in 2018, this team was at best when the defense was getting sacks, getting turnovers. If we get going back to that, it'll not only help out the offense, it'll help out the guys at the back end like Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson. Uh, Jalen Johnson, Kyle Fuller. Absolutely. So just seeing this defense get back to its groove, and hopefully they all can stay healthy because that was a big factor last year as well. Um, it, it's going to re- wreak havoc, like Chick Pagano called it when he first got got hired, uh, wreak havoc. And I think this defense can get back to that 2018 form and be one of the best defenses the NFL has seen in a very long time. So let's hope that happens. Yeah, you would hope that they're going to be back towards their 2018 form, if not better, you know. Heading into the draft, I thought they were going to be similar to their 2018 form. You know, that Robert Quinn edition, I really dug it. Um, but after the draft, I mean, I think they could be as good, if not better, as that team. And that's scary to think about. Wreak havoc is definitely a great term to describe that. Jalen, out of all the offseason additions, who was your favorite? So before I get into my answer, what you and Jeffrey said about how, like, Nick Foles can come in here and help Mitchell, I never really looked at, like, I never really looked at, you know, that being a good move because we traded a fourth-round pick for, for him. And yeah. A lot of people are saying he's going to start. And I still don't believe that. But if he can come in and, and help and push Mitchell, um, you know, maybe that might be one of the best moves of, of the offseason. You know, I'm still not a yeah. fan of Nick Foles. But hopefully he helps Mitch because, you know, at the end of the day, I want Mitchell to be the starting quarterback for, for multiple years to come. But my favorite move of, you know, offseason in general was probably have to be Cole Komet. Uh, now, we got a lot of, you know, backlash from, from fans uh, and, you know, other media outlets because we have 10 tight ends on the roster. But um, a lot of those tight ends were not good tight ends. Um, they probably weren't going to make the roster. Most of them weren't going to make the roster. And they aren't going to make the roster, yeah. So bringing Cole Komet, you know, he's he's from Illinois. He grew up in, you know, Arlington Heights. And he went to Notre Dame, which is not that far from from uh, from Chicago. So hopefully, you know, Cole Komet can be the tight end for, uh, tight end for our future. Probably be the tight end, the best tight end we had since Martellus or Greg Olson. And, so, yeah, you know, Jimmy Graham, is, is his prime years are way past him. So I didn't expect him to be our tight end for multiple years to come. So taking Cole Komet was probably my favorite and best move of the offseason. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame is is constantly mentioned as Chicago's team, even though I think it's Northwestern, but definitely not only a hometown kid, but went to one of the the schools that's most rooted for as far as Chicagoans go. I've got one more question for you guys before we wrap this one up, and Jeffrey, I'm going to come back to you. Obviously, you know, the Bears chose seven rookies this year, signed a lot of undrafted free agents, also did pretty good in free agency. But out of all these guys in this question, you know, I think it, it tr- kind of trends towards rookies, but but you can answer it differently. But out of all the offseason additions, which one do you expect is set up for the best overall career in Chicago? That's interesting. I'll go with a rookie here. I think, honestly, I think it's Jalen Johnson because of the amount of mentorship he's going to receive the second he sets foot in the locker room. 
not only are the Bears historically known for our defense and our corners, I mean, I could bring up Peanut amongst dozens of others, but, you know, he's in his rookie year and he's surrounded by Fuller, you know, and Jackson. And although Prince just left, they spent time with him. He's got Buster Screen, who's like a seasoned vet and, like you said, knows the ropes. I think he's set up for the best career, not only because he's surrounded by great players, but everything he's going to learn from them and carry forward. I think is going to be priceless. I mean, we've seen the stats. We've seen the numbers. The fact he was available when he was available, you know, it doesn't even make sense. I'm not going to question it. But uh, putting that on top of all the wisdom and experience he can gain from the locker room, I mean, his ceiling, like I was talking about with Komet, his ceiling, I I mean, I can't even predict it. I wouldn't call him the next, like, legend, so to speak, but easily one of the best corners we'll have seen for a while. Absolutely. I mean, you also got to think about Chuck Pagano, the the guy who's known as a cornerback guru, uh, going to be working with him as well. I'm going to go with Cole Komet here, and it's strictly because of Matt Nagy and how he runs his offense. You know, Cole Komet is someone who's going to be the center of this offense, or at least a very big part uh, for the foreseeable future. Really, he's got obviously a lot of years left on him. He's still a rookie, obviously, but tight end is so important in Matt Nagy's offense. Um, I think Nagy finds some incredible ways to use Komet down the road. Jimmy Graham isn't going to be in Chicago forever, and I think Komet really is going to be the best tight end that the Bears see have seen since since a guy like a Martellus Bennett or a guy like a Greg Olson. So uh, I think Komet is set up for a very great and uh, successful career in Chicago. Hopefully he can take home a Super Bowl uh, back to his house in uh, Lake Barrington there. Parth, who do you think would, uh, out of all the office? Uh, wow, I can't talk. Out of all the offseason additions, uh, which is set up for the best career in Chicago? I think you hit it on the spot. I think it's Cole Komet. Uh, there's no question about it. The Bears have been needing a tight end for how long? So such a long time now. I mean, 2018 we saw Trey Burton play really well, but that's it. That's all we got out of him. And before that, Martellus Bennett was an up and down. He was a terrible guy to have in the locker room too so that was just a terrible experiment and then we just got rid of greg olson like it was nothing don't want to talk about that that still makes me mad but cole Komet can be a great piece for chicago um Co- coach Nagy loves his tight ends like they use in kansas city with travis kelsey and doug peterson uses in uses uh zach Ertz in philadelphia i think cole Komet can be the center of this offense as weird as it sounds like the tight ends have been up like been used a lot more recently in the nfl compared to the past couple of years um i think has potentially become a top five tight end in the NFL. Setting takes a little bit of time, and adding Jimmy Graham will help Cole Komet improve. I mean, Jimmy Graham was one of the best tight ends in the league back then, and uh, I think Graham can give him the advice he needs and help him become the better tight end that Komet needs to be should become, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Jalen, there's a lot of players who could stack up as good answers here, even like the fifth round picks and some of the guys they added in free agency. But out of all the offseason additions, who do you think? is set up for having the best career during their time in the Windy City? Um, I want to say Mooney, but he's a fifth-round pick, so we really don't know what to expect from him right now. So I'm going to go Cole Komet here. You and you and Parth basically hit it on the head, but a 6'6 tight end who, who, who can, who's great when it comes to, you know, rackability, run after the catch, and that's probably going to be any any quarterback's best friend, especially when it comes in the red zone, like 6'6 going up against linebackers and, and corners and safeties and stuff like that. It's definitely going to be a mismatch, so I'm going to go Cole Komet right here. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for us. Jeffrey Rabin, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Dude, of course, man. Thanks for having me. I'm going to shout out my coworker Sam right now. He is a bigger Bears fan and more knowledgeable than me. <laughs> so I hope you're happy with my answers. Otherwise, I'll hear about it later. But uh, thanks for having me, guys. This was awesome. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll have to be sure to do it again in the future before the season. Also, Absolutely. I would like to say we are doing an Instagram collab with El Jefe as well. You can check that out on Instagram. If you want more from him, you can go check out elhefe.creative on Instagram. And you can also check out El Jefe Design out there on the World Wide Web to see more of his work and his personal profile. That's pretty much it for us, guys. If you want to find more content from us, head over to our website, beardown.com. You can find the links to our social media fan pages in the description. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Down. Parsha and Jalen McClinton, any last words, guys? This, this was a definitely an offseason that I didn't expect. I think Ryan Pace got in a got a couple gems in the draft and the offseason. I mean, Tashawn Gibson, I mean, surprised that he only went for a veteran's minimum, but that's a great pickup. So I'm excited to see him ball out with the Bears. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, you know, stay safe in, in this pandemic. Uh, I accidentally clicked on one of our videos and saw it was an ad, so, you know, that kind of shocked me. I want to thank you guys for so much support. Make sure you guys are subscribing, watching this video, sharing with your friends, and bear down. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think overall this was one of our best collabs ever. You know, we, this is almost 35 minutes long. We, we've gotten a ton of uh, great content out for you guys recently, and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, really shows that we can bring on people that aren't exactly professionals and still have some great panter and a good talk. No offense to you, obviously, uh, Jeffrey, but it, I, I, we had a lot of fun, man. And hey, not professional yet. Not professional yet. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe one day you'll see us all in the Bears front office. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure hosting you today. Once again, I am Chris Malpe. And as always, Chicago, do us a favor, stay safe, and bear down. Peace.